Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Hello, men, and welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, How to Build Emotional Strength in Marriage. So guys, like I really believe it was divine intervention. This is coming out when it did. Yeah, I teach about this stuff, but I got to say, this is probably my weakest area internally and therefore in the things I was teaching too. I feel like I made a lot of breakthroughs just in the last few weeks, and so I'm excited to share those with you about really how to build this emotional strength and what that means. So uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high-achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So wins from guys in my program this week, Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Guys are getting to wins, win-win agreements around money, which can be a big stress point hard to get there, but guys are building those skills and emotional strength is one of those skills to have these conversations and get to these win-wins. Um, guys are having difficult conversations about boundaries with in-laws. A lot of guys have some struggles like, man, how do I, I was talking with a guy even this, this weekend, man, like how do I balance that relationship between my mom and my wife? What are appropriate boundaries there? Um, so guys are figuring that out, getting to win-wins agreements that they all feel good about super powerful. Uh, guys are able to turn criticism into opportunities for connection. A lot of us, we have a hard time if our wife says anything that seems negative or seems critical, but guys coming through this program, they're able to take that as an opportunity to understand, to learn, to grow and build more connection afterwards. Super powerful. Uh, guys are delivering their apology letters, which is a difficult thing to really own those negative patterns you've had that have impacted your family in a negative way, your wife in a negative way. Um, so, you know, doing that is creating a lot more connection and change. Uh, for me, some really big personal breakthroughs this week at a program called Front Row Dads, which I definitely recommend checking out. It's amazing. So, but I'll get more into that a little later. So right now, a lot of us as men, we think emotional strength means pushing emotions down or pushing them away or just not having them or not letting them get control of us. Um, and so, what happens though is often they, they build up. You know, if you try to push your anger down, it builds up and comes out in other ways. You try to push anxiety away, it comes out in other ways. That's usually what happens. Um, a lot of us were getting angry easily. Sometimes that seems like emotional strength because we can kind of bully people like our wife and our kids into doing things we want or being quiet when they don't agree with us. Uh, I know I've done that a lot of times. Uh, it seems strong, but is it really? Is it Christ-like? Is it really creating the relationships we want. You know, probably not. And it really, it's emotional weakness. So, you know, it's a, the scriptures teach us to be slow to anger, not quick to anger. Um, not that we never get angry. There's things that we can use that for. But uh, another thing we're trying a lot is making our wife responsible for our emotions. So if our wife's mad at us, we feel bad. If she's happy with us, we feel happy. You know, we're very affected by her opinion of us overly so. So we're all going to be, you know, when our wife says something nice, we're going to feel better than when she says something that's more mean to us. Okay. That's normal. But if we don't have a good emotional center inside of ourselves, and a lot of this comes back to spiritual strength. If you didn't listen to that one, go back to that one, mental strength too. But, you know, if we're just thrown around in our emotions by her actions or inactions, we can know, okay, we're not really emotional, strong internally. We're too dependent 
on her to feel good about ourselves. So a, a lot of us also think being emotionally strong means we're not affected by our emotions, meaning we really like tamp them down and we like barely really feel them in our bodies. I know for me personally, this is something I'm working on a lot. Uh, a lot of the guys I'm working on, if you were to ask them working with, if you ask them, how do you feel? They wouldn't really know. They wouldn't be able to tune into their bodies and sense it. And even from, you know, just this weekend was a big turning point for me to be able to go into my body a lot more for how I'm feeling instead of like just thinking how am I feeling, actually feeling in my body how am I feeling. Another thing guys will think is they should only be happy all the time. They should never feel anxious. They should never feel sad. They should never be angry. They should just be like happy or calm and that's it. And I don't believe that's what God wants for us. I don't believe that's real emotional strength. I think real emotional strength is being able, able to have that emotional range, to be able to know what it feels like to feel sad, to be able to learn from that, to know what it feels like to feel angry, to be able to allow that, to learn from it. Um, we'll get into this, but um, I think there's lessons to be learned from emotions. I also think just, I just had a therapy session myself where she taught me a new way to think about it, where emotions arise from need because she gave me a good example where you know a baby isn't really thinking in terms of their like thoughts. Oh, like, you know, I'm mad because I'm thinking it shouldn't be this way. Okay. They're not consciously thinking that they just know they're hungry or they want someone to hold them, right? They have that need and that emotions are rising from that need. I think that's a really valuable way to look at it. And so if it, it, the other thing too, is if we think, well, I don't have any needs that then shuts down emotion and also disallows you to get into that and say, okay, what do I need? And is that something I need to me internally? Or is that something that I can ask for from my wife or other people to a need that will, a need for the relationship, you know, to have that relationship versus an internal need. I'll get to that a little bit more. <laughs> Another cycle we can get into is, you know, losing our temper, then feeling bad about it, then losing our temper again, then feeling bad about it, you know, and, and look, that's going to happen. You're going to get mad sometimes. The, the goal is not to never have emotions or never get mad. The goal is to be able to feel them and repair afterwards. Also, you know, ideally to be able to not get to that so aroused state where you, you know, there's a saying flip your lid, which I think is a good one, where our thinking brain goes offline, our fight or flight brain is taken over. And yeah, we're not in a place to really think through anything. We're just reacting. Um, so the more we can not do that, the better. Not that it's never going to happen. Again, sometimes we need to feel that, but also a good strategy, right? If you're starting to feel that to the point where it's out of control and going to do some damage, good idea. Just take some space and, you know, let yourself feel those things. Maybe do something physical to deal with that, right? So all this doesn't work because when we try to avoid emotions, they do tend to boil up. They tend to get stronger. They want expression, um, another really important one, guys, is it makes us judgmental and intolerant of our, of our own emotions and the emotions of others. So, you know, I've really been trying to work on my relationship with my oldest son. Um, things with Elizabeth are, have been a lot better uh, and in a good spot for a while now. But with my oldest son, they, they haven't really been. But this was a big part of it where I felt like if he was anxious, that was weak and he shouldn't feel anxious. Or he was depressed, that was weak. He shouldn't feel depressed. So very judgmental. Um but also what I learned this weekend is a lot of that was towards me and I didn't feel like I could feel depressed or anxious. Um, I didn't feel like I could feel sad. And so that came out on him. Um, 
man, I feel, I feel sad about that. Like I can feel that, uh, in my body and it's something I want to continue to, to let myself feel um, and just let it be there you know, to ask myself right now, like what's the need to be met there? Uh, I think the need there is you know, taking care of that younger me, you know, letting myself know it's okay to feel sad and scared. Um, and then to repair work with my son and also letting him know, Hey, like that's okay. And I can hold that. I can be there for that. Um, it's all good. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah. Or like laziness, you know, uh, I get upset with them for being lazy all the time where it's just part of life. Like rest is part of life. A lot of us, I think is high achieving guys. We don't allow ourselves to rest. We don't allow ourselves to feel sick sometimes. Um, that's just part of this whole experience of life. You know, sometimes we're going to feel sad, anxious. Sometimes we're going to need to rest. Sometimes we're going to be sick. Sometimes things are going to be a mess. That's just part of it, right? It's part of that whole experience of life that we're meant to experience. Okay, the other thing this does, right, is when we're not able to tune into our bodies for emotions, is it, it kind of puts a lid on how much happiness we can experience or good emotions we can experience. Um, one of the things, tuning into my body more, what I noticed was I'd have to, I often smile kind of with my lip, with my mouth, my lips closed, right? It's kind of like, you know, little mini smile <laughs> versus like when I started letting that open up and like letting my lips open and really showing that smile, I actually felt a lot more joy. Uh, so again, tuning into your body is a really good way to get better at experiencing emotions. Um, God wants us to feel all those emotions. He gave them to us. Uh, one of the things from this event was we want to be men with range, range to feel all types of different emotions. You know, it's part of life and a great part of life. Um, the other thing too is, you know, if we're dependent on our wife to feel certain ways that tires her out, it's needy, it's not attractive. Um, but again, I want to distinguish between like her feeling an internal need and then her feeling a need that maybe is a relationship need, you know? So if you were to say to her, I need you to compliment me so I can feel good about myself. Okay. That's probably not going to go well long-term. Okay. Cause that's an internal relationship with yourself. So I can feel good about myself. Not really going to work, but could you say to your wife something like, Hey, you know, for me to feel safe and valuable in this relationship, uh, what I'd like from you is for you to, yeah, if you have a criticism, that's fine, but avoid cursing at me or, you know, if you're going to tell me something negative, it would help me if you could also say something positive so I can, you know, connect with you in that way and not feel threatened by you. Again, that can be internal, but just understanding like, it's okay. You can ask for, you can have a need for connection with your wife. I feel sad. I feel a need to connect. Uh, I'd love to connect with you if you're up for it. Um, so that you can have that relationship where you feel like you can trust her, you can go to her. Okay. That's okay. That's okay to have those kind of needs, right? There's internal needs that you probably, well, you do need to meet on your own, <laughs> like your sense of self-worth and value and all that. And there's relationship needs. Hey, for me to feel like this is a safe relationship and one with good communication, here's what I need from you. That's fair, right? That's fine. So you know, that's a, a development that really feels good to me that I want to share with you guys. So again, the other thing it creates, if we're not good at connecting with our emotions is disconnection from our body. Like 
if, if you go to a dance and you can't really dance, that means you're kind of locked in and not experiencing your body or your emotions. Um, if I ask you how you're feeling right now and you're just like, good, but I say, how are you feeling in your body? And you have like no idea, you know, that means you're kind of disconnected from your body. And there's a lot of good that can come from connecting to our bodies. Okay. And overall guys, it just is a less full life. You know, if you're just tamping out emotion, just like go get it, get everything done. You're just, you're missing out on a lot that uh, is out there for you. And you talked a little bit about connecting to that younger you, that younger you, that child, you, you know, maybe early on you were kind of focused on accomplishment and all that, but, um, you know, baby you, right. He's happy. He's sad. He's, uh, scared, right. All of that. And that's just part of life. And if we try to eliminate the quote unquote bad half of life, it actually lessens our ability to appreciate the good half. And again, like it's not necessarily bad, like it's signaling a need, right. And also those bad emotions like sadness and grief and pain. Um, they also are really powerful in connecting us to other people even more, I believe, than, you know, happiness or things like that, where we feel happy together. That's great. But if we feel sad together, that's actually a deeper connection most of the time. And if you won't let yourself feel sad, like if someone had a friend pass away, like someone had their brother pass away, what you'll do if you can't feel sad is you'll come to them and you'll say, oh, well, hey, he's in a better place right? Because you can't yourself feel sad. So you try to make him not feel sad. So you don't feel uncomfortable where if you can feel sad, you can say, man, that's so hard. You know, I'm here with you in that. And maybe you feel sad too. Okay, that's better. That's a, a better connection. So what do you need to do? We need to really shift the way we view emotions. And I've been talking a lot about it. Uh, so one thing I learned at this, um, this retreat was we got into something called horse stance. So you have like your legs spread and sort of squat. Then you have your arms out in circling, like in a circle in front of you. And what he taught us was, okay, the masculine frame, what that is, is you're holding those experiences and emotions. And the impression that came to me is that it's all good. Like two things. So we were born good. We were born whole, complete. And then things happen and we get hurt. And, you know, what we're trying to do for ourselves and for others is to identify those gifts God has given us, use those to bring light to the world. Um, so that was that born. And one thing I saw in myself is, man, I was judging my son like from his birth and like that's, I feel sad about that. Um, I hurt him. I feel sad about that. And I don't like that. Um, but can I sit with that? And then can I, um, repair that? Can I find out what he needs from me? Can I feel what I need from me? Um, yeah, I can, but that's not really available to me unless I let myself feel those things. Okay. But anyway, that masculine frame, right? So holding, so can I hold space for my own sadness, anxiety, laziness, and space for my happiness and joy and success? Can I hold space for my failure? Can I do it for myself? And then can I do it for my family? Can I say that as all good? This is all part of what God has meant for us to experience here on this earth, on this life. Okay. And also can I look at it as, you know, what's the need here? Is there a need that I can meet? So again, asking yourself, right, what do I need from this? Welcoming those emotions instead of chasing them away, pushing them down, letting them be there, letting them be there without judgment, but with openness and curiosity. Okay. What are these here to, what need is this trying to get out or what? 
uh, is this trying to express to me? Or, you know, does it just need to be here and it's fine? Just let it be there and pass. Or is there something it can teach me? I learned some good things about emotions like anger a lot of times that is trying to tell us, okay, something needs to change here. And sadness, I need to let go of something. What do I need to let go of? Anxiety, fear, what needs to be known, which was a cool one for me to kind of think about. So again, but if, if you're like, no, don't feel that. And, and even a lot of what I teach, you know, a lot of what I teach is about getting to the thoughts, adjusting those thoughts, which is a very powerful thing. But I think where my program has been weak and now will be a lot stronger is in this idea of uh, emotions and getting into your body and allowing those and learning. You know, we talk about it, but because internally and personally, I have not been particularly strong here. My program also hasn't been as strong. So um excited to grow this part of the program. Um, so the other thing though, is if you are feeling really activated, really emotionally up, you feel that like rage rising in you, it is a good idea to get some space from people to say, Hey, like I'm feeling in my body really angry. And it might not come out that it might come out more like I'm feeling really mad right now and I got to get away. Okay. That's fine. Just go get away for a little bit, get some of that energy out run throw. I like to throw a medicine ball that helps me kind of just like, like calm down all those chemicals going through your body. Right. So one of the things we teach is breathe, right. Name it. I feel angry, feel it in your body. Here's where it is. I'm starting to think reveal is something I'll add to that. Reveal what you're feeling, tell people, right. Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. And then deal with it appropriately, which a lot of times is just going to be laying it be there asking yourself what you need, all of that. Okay. So on the, on the ride home, I kind of let myself do this with, uh, with jealousy. So this, uh, this experience I went to, a lot of guys presented, they were really, uh, very successful guys. And I was jealous of their success in some ways. And instead of being like, Oh, don't feel jealous, which usually I would have done. Don't feel jealous. What am I thinking? I got to change it. I just kind of let myself be there with it. Okay. Like I feel jealous to kind of let it, let it sit with me for a while. And as I did that, I had a really cool sort of vision of, you know, like the world's sort of dark and each of us, when we can connect with our gifts and joy, we bring light to the world. And it's like light bombing that dark world. And like those bombs are hitting and it's lighting things up and affecting people. And, you know, my job is to use my gifts and my light to affect the people I can affect. You know, hopefully you're feeling some of that light through this podcast. I would love that. Um, but you're probably also listening to other podcasts and that's great or reading other books. And that's great because their light's also impacting you and you're feeling more of that. So what came to me was, man, like, why am I trying to be upset with this guy sharing his light? You know, we're on the same team here. We're trying to bring light to the world. That's great. He's impacting so many people. And I'm impacting people too. And maybe we have crossover, right? We're both impacting these people with light and with good. And so it's a really powerful image and something I'm going to carry with me. But the point is I wouldn't have been able to have that if I wouldn't have just let that jealousy be there for a while. Okay. So lots of really cool experiences, man. I'm just, I'm feeling good. I feel it in my body. I feel light, I feel happy. I feel joy. So, you know, that's what I want. <laughs> So, so that's what I want for you. That's what I want for myself. That's what I want for my kids. Um, so why does this work? Why does it work doing this way? 
to me, emotional strength, what it is really, it's the ability to feel and experience all emotions, but without judgment. Can I feel this without judging it? Can I feel this with openness and curiosity? Um, man, yeah, if we can do that, we're living a, a full life. And I believe the type of life God wants us to live and experience it without judgment in ourselves and in others around that the horse stance, right? Can I have that happening and be there with it, you know, hold it. Okay. It makes us more complete men. It really does. It, it makes us better husbands, fathers, uh, when we can do this. Um, yeah. Be that guy that can hold those emotions for yourself and others without that judgment. And then checking in with those needs, right? Okay. That that's here, you know, let it be there for a while, see what comes. But a fair question to ask is, you know, Hey, like, what do I need here? That's a good question. Another good question. What can this teach me? Okay. Another good question. Does it just need to be here? Maybe nothing needs to happen, right? You just need to let it be there for a little bit. So then kind of also distinguishing with that need question, internal needs versus relationship needs. Because if, if you're like, no, like I feel sad, I need my wife to tell me things are okay. Okay. That's, that's, okay, but that's like an internal, it can be an internal need there, right? So if you need to feel okay, right? Maybe your wife can help you with that. And that's great. That's fair to ask her. Um, like if you need to feel like you're good enough, okay, that one, your wife can maybe help you with, but it's not going to finally get, like it won't actually fill that internal need for you, for that desire for you. That's got to come from your own thoughts about yourself, God's thoughts about you. You know, that can't just come from her. She can help with it some, but, um, but that's an internal need where a relationship need might be, Hey, <clears throat> for me to trust you, here's what I need from you. I need you to follow through with your commitments. Fair, fair enough. Or, Hey, for me to feel like I can really talk with you, here's what I need from you. I need you to listen when I talk to you. That's fair, right? That's a relationship need, okay? That for me to feel like comfortable and connected in this relationship, here's what I need from you. Totally fair, important to ask those questions and identify that need versus an internal need of, hey, I need to feel good about myself. I need to feel worthy. I need to feel like I'm valuable. Your wife can help with that some, but she won't be able to fill it all the way. No way. Okay, so internal versus relationship needs, okay? Get good at identifying those and your emotions can help you identify those. All right. So what skills do you need to do this? You need self-worth that's based in God, something eternal, right? Those internal needs you need to be able to identify and fill on your own. Self-esteem and self-confidence, right? So you don't need that from your wife and others because they cannot fill that one for you. Okay. You need mental strength? Yeah. Ask those questions. Use that. But what we're talking about today is that emotional strength, right? Meeting those internal needs, learning how to communicate relationship needs, just being able to tolerate, you know, hold space for all those emotions without judgment, super powerful. Um, physical strength, right? Important sexual strength. These are kind of skills you need to build a great marriage and then communication and intimacy skills to do that. Because I'm telling you, when you can tune into your emotions more, it lets you be in tune with others. When you're not judgmental of yourself, it makes you a lot less judgmental of others. And man, you're a way more attractive person at that point. Your relationship becomes a lot better, especially this one of identifying internal versus relationship needs, huge, right? So we're going to teach you all this in our program, Strong Men, Strong Marriages. So come join us. Visit strongmen.io. Again, that's strongmen.io. 
and uh, apply to join. We'll get you information and, and get you started. Also, if you just want to connect, reach out on LinkedIn. So it's Mike Fraser MD <clears throat> on LinkedIn. You can find me there. We also have a page, Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Also, starting in January, I'm going to start a Friday Q&A. So if you want to be part of that and you have some questions you'd like to ask uh, for me to address, <clears throat> excuse me, for me to address on those Friday Q&As, uh, join the email list and you can email me back. And you can do that at strongmen.io um, or uh, you, know, you can connect on LinkedIn as well. So I want to be a little more um, communicative with my audience, with you guys out there, um, and know you know I'm here. I'm here for you, uh, me and my team, because um, I need rest too. I need time for myself, so I don't do it all myself anymore, which is good. <laughs> but we're there. We want to hear from you and connect with you. Uh, we love you. I love you guys. Thank you for being part of this. And uh, yeah, stay strong, men, and we will see you next episode. Again, where you find us is strongmen.io, or there's also a link in the show notes. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.